If you don't love anybody, don't worry about your beneficiary designations. If there's anybody in this world you care about, get those beneficiary designations laid down because here's why. Doing this for a long time, there's people who have passed away without beneficiary designations, and you do not want the state of Illinois dictating where your estate goes to. They're not so well known for their money management skills. Okay, Write down who you who or what it doesn't have to be a person, it could be an entity, it could be a church, it could be a mission, uh, missions organization, it could be a dog kennel as long as they're a non for profit. Who do you want your money to go to should the good Lord call you home? Get that done. Welcome to Your Retirement Blueprint, a podcast by 210 Financial. No matter who you are or where you are in life, having a plan for your finances matters. And that's what this show is all about. In each episode, we want to help you gain an understanding of where you are now and where you want to go from here. Hey, thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Your Retirement Blueprint Podcast. My name is Kendall Stahl alongside my co-host today, Mr. Phil Cooper. How's it going? Good. Hey, everybody. Thanks for watching today. How was your weekend? It was good. Full of baseball. Lots and lots of baseball. Yep. I was there with you. Yeah, it was really an awesome weekend. For those of you, uh, those of you parents that are like us, then you uh, chase your kids around playing baseball, football, volleyball, whatever it is that we're in that chasing in the baseball season right now. And so that's what we did all weekend. Our whole family went, which was pretty cool. I don't know if I'm prepared for it, the travel baseball thing. <laughs> I just don't know if I can keep up with the pace. Anyway, it's hammered down. Isn't I it? know, but it's a lot of fun. It is fun. So. Yeah. Well, today we always start off with a question, and today the question is from Jan in Hannah City, and she is asking um, a good question, a question a lot of people ask, and that is, is there an age that I should move my investments from aggressive um, to, I guess it says, less aggressive? Mm -hmm. So I would say the answer to that is very much depending on your situation, Jan. Um, but there's a simple rule out there. I don't know if I'd follow it all the time, but it's what they call the rule of 100. And so basically what that is, is if you take the number 100 minus your age, whatever the answer is. So let's say, Jane, that you're 60. Um, so if you take 100 minus 60, I think the answer is 40, right? Good job, Kendall. Okay. Well <laughs> um, um, 40 being the answer, um, hypothetically, um, that's how much you should have um, and that, that's where your risk score should be from a scale of one to 100. So, um, all that means is the older you get or the closer to retirement you get or further into retirement you get, the less and less, um, risk that you should have, I guess. I would agree with everything you just said, hundred percent, but there's always exactly. that caveat, right? So Jan, here's a couple of things you got to follow too. So here's some, some scenarios that Kendall and I run into and so do our advisors every day. So if you just follow the rule of 100, and then you have some other situations. For example, let's just say this bucket of money that you have saved is all that you're ever going to have, and you better hang on to it with all that you have, right? It's going to sure. you, you need this money to last the rest of your life. Throw that rule of 100 right out the door. It's not something you need to be following. You need to wrap your arms around that, and your answer is, when should I move to safety? Yesterday. Sure. Get after it because these are dollars you need to hang on to. Now, if your situation is such that 
that bucket of money you have is going to be so large you'll never, ever spend it, then yeah, rule, follow the rule of 100. It works pretty well. But for some people, don't follow that rule. It all depends on what. What do we always come back to? What's the foundational piece of a good financial plan? And that is income. Yep. So check, take a look at your income. If your income is established, then you can go, okay, I've got this bucket full of investments. Guys, when should I pull that risk back? That's when we'll be able to help you figure that out. Yeah. So today's podcast is going to be kind of fun because we don't have much of a plan, which I, I love that. Know is, yeah. know is right up your alley. Yeah, I love that. Um, but we're going to talk about different headlines in the news and kind of our reactions to them and all okay. that. Okay, oh, fun. Yeah. Um, but one of them, uh, I guess we could just start out with it because it kind of ties into um, into the risk conversation is um, planning to retire by the end of 2022. What needs to be done now? And one of them... Um, I'll go over all of them here in a minute, but one of them is just talking about how much risk you have. And so um, I probably said this before on on the podcast, but 2020 was the first real market correction I had went through um, since I've been in this uh, in this industry. And so what I was uh, or what I've been telling people now since then is the biggest thing that I learned then is that people either um, have no idea how much risk they have inside of their portfolio or um, or they do, and when it comes down to the time of of being able to handle that, um, you know, mm-hmm. they they realize, hey, maybe I can't handle that. So, mm-hmm. moral of the story, Jan, is um, it's different for everybody. Got to have a plan, but make sure you understand how much risk you have inside of your portfolio for sure. I fair? agree. Very fair. Everyone loves risk when the market's moving up. Yep. And for 10 years, it moved up, and risk was okay. And then when it goes the other way, people are like, oh, I don't want to be risky. They've had the same investments I've had for 10 years. It's just that the market took a downturn, so be uh, careful. Yeah. Yep. All right, back to that. So retire. So planning to retire by the end of 2022, here's what um, you need to do now. Let's see if we agree with these things. All okay. right. So um, thanks to the state of economy, the pandemic, and all the things going on in this world, a couple things to be aware of. One of them is beware of uh, catch-up contribution limits for 2022. Um, so I think that's saying, hey, if you're going to be retiring here by the end of the year, make sure you, you know if, if you can, maxing out all those contribution limits. Um, include uh, – this is a good one, actually. It's um, include discretionary spending in your budget. And um, so I say that's a good one because – I do. I meet with most of our clients the first time, and and in that conversation, we always talk about okay, how much money do you need? Mm-hmm. And it's always like two dollars and fifty cents. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, come on, like <laughs> you spend I, more than that. <laughs> the reason I'm laughing is like you ought to, you guys ought to hear the behind the scenes conversation where Kendall will come to me and go, "What is wrong with my family? Why are we spending so much money? These people are existing on." $2.50 a month. And I'm like, buddy, listen, they're not existing on $2.50 a month. They just haven't sat down and taken the time yep. to figure out every one of their expenses. Like, you know what? Christmas comes around every year. Oh, we forgot that one. Yeah. Birthdays happen every year. Oh, we forgot that one. Kids got to be enrolled in school every year. We forgot that one. So Real estate taxes. Oh, we do go on vacation. We, yeah, we have vacations. We eat we eat food, those kind of things. Yeah. <laughs> so No one's living on $2.50 a week. So, Kendall, your family's not abnormal. Man, <laughs> yeah, maybe you spend. A little too much. Are. Yeah, maybe you spend too much, but you, they're not living on two bucks. Uh, it's your fault. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> it's your daughter. You're welcome. Um, 
but okay, but for real though, the the fact is is that a lot of times people give me their have to budget, the the lights, the the gas bill, the sure. you know whatever. Sure. And the reality is, yeah, maybe you can get by on that, but I don't really think that when you retire, that's the goal. Right? Of course, yeah. Right. Um, Nobody so, wants to retire as a hermit. Yeah. So if you're planning on retiring by the end of 22, get your head wrapped around a budget and like not the have to budget. Like, yeah, you need to know that, but also the hey, we're living life. You know, we're having a, a, a decent time in retirement. You know, we're not just hold up in our house and, and never do anything unless that's what you want to do, I guess. Do you ever hear this saying? There's an old saying. It says, if your income does not exceed your outgo, it'll be your upkeep that becomes your downfall. I know. You say that all the time. And every time I look at you and I got to like think oh. about it and process it for a minute. All it means is you better have more coming in that's going out. How are you going to know that? Sit down with pen and paper. Yeah. Figure out, okay, this is what's coming in. We know what's coming in, whether it's a social security check or a pension check or a job or whatever. But doggone it, what's going out the back door? Yeah. How much and how often? You better know those things. Otherwise, you're... Yep, your upkeep you will be your downfall. Don't let that happen Are to you. Are you sure you're saying that all right? I'm 100% okay. that I said it. Uh, paying off debts. <laughs> yeah, you're 100% sure that you said it. <laughs> paying off debts. Um, that's probably a good one. There's arguments to be made here, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of people mm-hmm. are dead set on paying their house off before their retirement, and it's a good idea. Um, not necessarily always the right one, right? Um, if you're going to be retiring, obviously, a lot of times cash flow comes into play. Um, and, and obviously the less payments you have, the better. Um, so yeah, I think that's, that's a good one. Um, understand the rules, the required minimum distributions. Normally when you retire, uh, at least if you do it with, um, kind of the average age, you're not worrying about required minimum distributions yet, but that's coming down the road. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I actually, let's, let's talk about what that means because I did run into someone the other day that, that didn't, didn't that understand hadn't that, yeah. heard of that. So Required minimum distributions is basically just the IRS saying, hey, it's time to start uh, taking money out of your buckets of, of dollars that you've saved and paying taxes on. So if you have a 401k or an IRA or if you're self-employed, a SEP IRA or, or a 403b or whatever, the list goes on and on. Any dollars that you have not paid taxes on yet, once you turn 72 years old, you have to start taking some money out of there. And that's what they call required minimum Distribution. distribution, right? Yes. And there's a little incentive to follow the rules. So the goal behind this is the government has let you put your money in a 401k or an IRA, but put it away and not pay any taxes on it, including the growth. No tax has been paid there. And then when you reach in and take some money out, that's when they're going to tax you. And so a lot of folks have other things coming in, pensions and social securities. And they say, well, I'm not going to reach in and take money out. Why would I pay taxes if I don't have to? Yeah. I don't need the money. So the government caught on to this. They said, hey, you're only going to live to be so old, so we're going to require that you take some money out of there. And they set that age at 72 years old. That's a floating number. It used to be 70 and a half and some different things. But at 72, you must reach into your IRA. You must reach into your 401k and pull some money out because the government wants their tax dollar. Now, for most people, you're going to pay those income taxes at whatever income tax bracket you're at in your home, in your household, 10%, 12%, 15%, something like that. And the government says, well, if you don't follow our rules, we're still going to make you pull that money out, but we're going to charge you 50%, 50% tax on what you should have pulled out and didn't do it. So our advice- Pretty good motivator. Yeah, it's a good motivator. Our advice is to follow the rules, even if you don't want it. Even if you're not going to spend the money, pull it out, have taxes paid on it, 
And then you can do with those dollars whatever you want. You can give those away. You can reinvest those. You can spend them on a vacation you've always been dreaming of. You can do all kinds of things, but don't pay the government 50% taxes. Not necessary. Okay, last one. Um, says review your beneficiary designations. 100% agree with it. It doesn't matter if you retire in 2022. You should just do it anyways. Only if you don't love somebody. <laughs> if you don't love anybody, don't worry about your beneficiary designations. If there's anybody in this world you care about, get those beneficiary designations laid down because here's why. Doing this for a long time, there's people who have passed away without beneficiary designations, and you do not want the state of Illinois dictating where your estate goes to. They're not so well-known for their money management skills, okay? Write down who who or what. It doesn't have to be a person. It could be an entity. It could be a church. It could be a mission, uh, missions organization. It could be a dog kennel as long as they're a non-for-profit. Who do you want your money to go to should the good Lord call you home? Get that done. Yep. All right, here's a fun one. Best cities for early retirement in 2022. So this is a study done in spring of this year. Um, by the Federal Reserve, let's see, it says, survey conducted by the Federal Reserve Bank of New York. 50%, 49.2% of Americans plan to, to work past the age of 62. Um, and then it talks about, here are the best um, cities, tax-friendly, elderly care, affordability, <coughs> livability, top 10. You got any guesses? I do because I'm laying right hey, in front of me. Yeah. I got, a, I got about 10 You're reading the same thing here. I am, aren't you? <laughs> you what surprised me is what's not on there? Yeah. Goodfield, Illinois. Why would Goodfield, Illinois? That's where I'm retiring from or retiring to. I can't believe Florida's not on there. There's not one Florida city on there? Uh-uh. There's not, is there? No. It's all about Arizona. Wow. Starting at the top, Gilbert, Arizona. I don't know if I've heard of it. That's right. Oh, yeah, I have. That's oh, yeah. right around... Uh, um, no offense, Aunt Sherry. Yeah. I no offense, say, Aunt Sherry. We got family he, in Arizona. He's been there. You, he, don't you worry. <laughs> Uncle Joe, don't you worry. Kendall still no, loves you. No, that's not Gilbert. That's Glendale. All right. Well, <laughs> Joe, he doesn't. He still knows you're alive. All right. Gilbert, Arizona. Chandler, Arizona. Henderson, Nevada. Gambling, baby. Okay. Scottsdale, Arizona. Not surprising. Plano, Texas. Louisville, Kentucky. Mesa, Arizona. Arizona's taking it. Yeah, they are. Boise, Idaho. Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Lexington, well, let, let, wait a minute, Kendall. Let's put our two cents worth in this thing. It says, based on tax friendliness, elderly care, affordability, and livability, not one Florida city made it on there. Hypothesize for me, oh, why? Too many one. people there. <laughs> too hot. No, that's Well, tax friendly. There's zero tax state. Elderly, elderly care. care it, there's affordability. I'm, I'm going with affordability. It has to be. There's a housing boom down there that people just can't afford, but. Arizona, Isn't maybe that going on in Arizona too, though. I would think so, but boy, I'm going to Boise. I don't Idaho. think they asked us. Apparently not. I wouldn't. <laughs> I'm going to Wyoming. No offense to if you live in those cities. <laughs> no offense to you, but I certainly wouldn't have chosen uh, you know Louisville, Kentucky. That's all I'm saying. Uh, yeah, love Louisville. I'm sure it's a great. They place. have a great barbecue place right next to the Louisville <laughs> Bat Factory down there. I would highly recommend that. But retiring there, uh, I don't know. Anyways, where are we go- where are we going with all this? I don't know. Do we know? <laughs> Let's go to say what. Say what. All right. Are you going to say what? I'm going to say what. All right, Kendall, did you know, right as summer grilling season ramps up, a semi-trailer crash in Pennsylvania dumped 15,000 points of hot dog filler along the road. It took about four hours to clean up this goopy meat from the side of the highway. The loss equated a, a loss of 150 
thousand hot dogs. Do you think that's a typo? What is that point of hot dog? I have no idea. <laughs> Aren't you glad you tuned in today? Okay, but on a more serious note, I think the hot dog eating contest was recently. I, I don't know. I feel Maybe I just saw it. It was mixed with a chokehold. I loved it. <laughs> What's the guy that wins it all the time? Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't, know, I, don't know, I don't know what his name he's is. He's like, you know. Eight, Casey something? Or? 1,800 world champion yeah. title or something. I don't know. It's disgusting. I don't know how they do that. Plus, the guy ran up on stage to try to take him down in a protest. He chokeholds the guy as he's. Wait, is this real? Yeah, as he's chewing down. Wieners. Are you making this he, up? He still took down 65 wieners in a guy in a chokehold. This is impressive. This is, is impressive. true. 100% true. I pinky promise anyone listening. He was going for the world record hot dog wiener eating contest, and a guy charges the stage. He grabs the guy in a chokehold, takes him down, and still wins. Okay. All right. He's more of a man than I am. I would say. Oh, man. All right. I think we better be done with this. We're getting the, this from All behind right. the scenes. This week in history, okay, actually brings this whole thing full circle. Because Good. this week in history, 1846, the first official game of baseball was played in New Jersey. I was going to ask you where, but you already know because you're reading the same thing. <laughs> yeah, Elysian's Field. Um, the New York, uh, let's see, the New York Mutuals defeated the New York uh, Knickerbockers, 23-1 to one in four innings. Apparently, they started only four innings. Here's what's crazy. The New York Knickerbockers are now the New York Knicks. That's true. The basketball team. Must not have been very good at baseball. No kidding. Obviously, because they got beat 23-1. <laughs> to one. Oh, my. I don't know if this was a useful podcast at all. What's our point? Let's come up with a summary for these folks that are listening today. <laughs> um, make sure that you don't give your retirement accounts to your ex-wife because you didn't change your beneficiary designations. Happened before. <laughs> it has. It's happened before. Um, eat a lot of hot dogs, I Choke guess. Cold. Yeah. And here's uh, my summary statement. You're going to be 72 years old and you have to take some money out. Yep. Do it. Follow the rules. Don't, don't give them the government. Make sure 50%. you know how much risk you have. Know much risk you have. And also how much income you've got coming in, because if you have too much outgo, income is going to be shrunk down. You got some trouble. Yeah. Well, the point of all that is all joking aside, get a financial plan. That's what yeah. we do. Okay. Well, thanks for bearing with us on this week's episode of Your Retirement Blueprint Podcast. We'll see you next time. Thanks for watching. Thank you for listening to Your Retirement Blueprint. We hope today's episode helped you gain a better grasp of your finances and clarified a possible path forward in your life. This show is brought to you by 210 Financial, and our team is passionate about helping individuals and families achieve their ideal retirements. If you'd like to talk more about your financial plan, we'd love to talk to you. You can learn more and schedule a call at 210financial.com. Again, that's www.210financial.com. We can't wait to see you right back here next time on this show.